gentlemen, welcome. Tonight is Tuesday, February the 9th, 2021. You are listening to Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joe. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you from a very chilly Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for tonight is that um, I, until the Super Bowl halftime show, thought that all of those songs that The Weeknd performed were Bruno Mars songs. Like, I didn't know the difference between The Weeknd and Bruno Mars on the radio. And I kind of only thought that The Weeknd was like a guest star in the movie Uncut Gems. (laughs) You know it's it's not uh, Bruno Mars because it doesn't have that funky bass. Yep, it does have funky bass, though. Like, The Weeknd is so, like, he's, he's Thriller, right? He's just doing Thriller over and over again. And Bruno Mars is doing, like, late yeah, right, right. They've still got the same, like, throwback to the 80s pop funk. Yeah, they're both kind of like total watered-down versions of previous musical styles. Right. right. Yeah. They're both just, remit, like, trying to do Michael Jackson songs. They're like, yeah, if the Michael Jackson Mar- was well, still well, alive... The difference is that Bruno Mars is Belbit DeVoe, and The Weeknd is Michael Jackson. There you go. Duh, duh, Sam. I don't know. I think they're both Michael Jackson. Don't you dare say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also joining us tonight, uh, after a brief hiatus, returning guest, almost regular, Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Good, Joel. Thanks. Nice to be back. Missed you guys. You're like, you know, just holding on for dear life in these quarantine times. Jesus, yeah. Uh, my hot, I'm coming to you from pretty chilly Seattle. It's actually supposed to snow here, so that's kind of a big deal. But, uh, and my hot take is that fucking Felix Hernandez, just retire, please. For the sake of all that's good, that everything that you did, let's just call it a day. I, I'm, I would be so thrilled and elated to watch you have success somewhere else. I'm not just jealous or, you know, Sour grapes, but I just I would hate to see your bright flame in any other light, so to speak. And I think this new contract with the Orioles, it could be. If I will, I mean, we'll see. But I don't think I would be surprised to see him on the squad coming out of spring. <laughs> I think I think that if you get if the Orioles call you up and say, hey. You want a job? You have to like take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself, "Do I suck now?" Because the Orioles Wait think minute, they can the get Orioles me. want me, and they're the only ones who are calling. If the only people who are calling are the Orioles, it's time to retire. I mean, he made good money, you know. Like, it's not like maybe maybe he invested poorly, and he's just like, "Shit." Do you guys remember? Well, yeah. When there was that story where the wife of one of the catchers for the Mariners, like, robbed Felix Hernandez. And then he thought that his house had been broken into. But it was just, like, his wife was friends with this other 
player's wife and she was stealing from them. Do you remember that? I remember his house getting broken into and there being some discussion of it and inside being an inside job. But I don't know I don't know anything further than that. Was this a while ago? Yeah. He was with yeah, the I mean, Mariners. The breaking I'm thinking of was like made local news, but I never heard about it being somebody on the team or something like that. That's so, cool. That's that would awesome. be, that's a hell of a move. Yeah. <laughs> I love Felix Hernandez's house. Or or to be the catcher and be like, hey, go rob my pitcher's house. <laughs> oh <laughs> I know where he is. He's <laughs> with me. <laughs> Felix Hernandez's wife had her identity stolen by the wife of another player on the Mariners. That's what it was. Oh, man, that cut, that's cutthroat shit right there. <laughs> Bitches ain't playing. No. Can I say that? I don't think I can say that. I think that's fine. Bitches ain't playing. It's true. You can say it's true. If you know one thing about bitches, it's that they ain't playing. They ain't playing. Play. <laughs> Uh, like I said, my name's Joel, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where it is ass cold right now, and I am sick and fucking tired of it being ass cold. Wait, can we have a temperature check from everybody, Sam? Uh, 27 degrees, I guess. Joel? We were at nine. (laughs) I think we're at like 46. (laughs) (laughs) We had a high of 12. Fucking cold. Ten. Oh. Ten degrees. It is currently ten degrees in Champaign, Illinois. It's all the way down to thirty-seven here in Seattle. Get your boots and your britches. High of three on Sunday. I fucking hate the Midwest. Um, <laughs> you moved there. And the wind too. Because there's nothing Speaking to break up the, the Midwest, wind. There. My hot take is uh, baseball prospectus came out with their first computer projections, win projections for the 2021 season. They've got the Chicago White Sox finishing a distant third in the AL Central. And boy, can I tell you, White Sox Twitter is not happy right now. Which is funny because it's just a fucking computer, you guys. Like, they're getting, like, furious at baseballprospectus.com when all they did is like push enter on their computer keyboards. Well, this is a group though that <laughs> thinks that you should cut square pe- round pizza into squares, so. Right, right, right. We, we, we've got some work to do as a fan right. and our excitability levels here. Um, also, happy National Pizza Day, by the way. Um, I think we were projected squares. Yeah. I think we're projected to finish 82 and 80 by baseball prospectus. Basically, what they're saying is Jose Abreu is not going to be an MVP in a 60 game season. But the thing that I I actually would take, they think Tim Anderson is going to regress, which, if you're a computer, that makes total sense. I would say. If you're anybody, that makes total sense. He has played out of his head last season. Well, but he was batting champion in the full season of 2019. And he was batting runner-up in the fake season last year, the DJ LeMahieu. So that's two two technical seasons 
Wait, so and discretion is due, is, I mean, I think, like, they, a, that's there's the, no other that's way of putting it. That's what the computer sees, yeah. That's what that's, computer, but that's reality. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't come this year, it's coming next year. No, Tim Anderson, he's going to hit 345 the rest of his life. You know I love average. <laughs> exactly. I do know you love average. The best stat. The best stat. <laughs> the only stat, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, for batters there's and then there's era for pitchers. and wins no 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 wins all about the wins <laughs> i love saves personally <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, thanks hey shout out to everybody who listened to our episodes last week really appreciate it um we got a couple of new followers on twitter that i am fucking excited for Welcome, new follower, Jose Canseco. Thanks for following us on Twitter. That's a good get. That's a good get. What? That's a good get. Yeah. Did I ever tell the story of Jose Canseco, seeing Jose Canseco and his twin brother at the Hotel Roosevelt in Los Angeles during a Grammy party? No, no. Tell that story. Can you tell that, like, 45 seconds away? I mean, that is the story. I saw Jose Canseco and his twin brother and a, a couple of bombshell floozy blondes and tall, tall, tall high heels. They're both huge, him and his brother, and they look exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, he's a big guy. Well, he lost his boxing match. The reason he followed us is I tweeted hashtag Team Canseco because he's boxing a dude from the Barstool, the intern for Barstool Sports, and he lost <laughs> Ooh, ow. Yeah. I thought that the, I thought that, that was in reference to his Twitter duel with Kurt Schilling. That's where it got started, yes. And then it, it, I got into his whole spat with the Barstool Sports guys. And so he... Is that an he, actual spat? Well, he boxed... Yeah, it's a long and stupid story that's not worth all the time. The point is, well, they to- paid him like $10,000 to fight one of their interns... And he lost in the first 15 seconds. How, did he, he get knocked out? Like 15, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the first 15 seconds? Yeah, yeah. First He's 15 huge. seconds of the first way. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I did not watch it because he had to pay like five ninety five pay-per-view or something to watch it. Which I Why didn't you tell we should have split that? <laughs> I will <laughs> next time. <laughs> we could have live, live FaceTimed it. Two dollars each to watch Jose Canseco. Yeah, and you could have just held your phone up in front of the thing. It would have been worth it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the follow, Jose Canseco. Um, also, shout out to the podcast, Two Strike Noise, and new follower, author Charles Wilson. He's the author of the Ty Cobb biography. <laughs> he went on their podcast. They interviewed him. I've got some hot takes about Ty Cobb. I I need to shout at them. So I'm just going to troll an award-winning author, Charles Wilson, and baseball historian. I'm just going to troll him on Twitter. Didn't he write basically like Ty Cobb was not as racist as everybody That's the whole thing. His whole thing, I'm about halfway through his book. And his big thing is is the the Al Stump book was a hit job on Ty Cobb. And Ty Cobb is not as big of a racist as he was made out to be. You're halfway through the book. What's your verdict? Sure. I mean, he's the historian. I'm not the historian. Okay. I think the interesting thing that I like about the book is it's it's like early age superstar celebrity. And it's like how 
like Ty Cobb was one of the first, like he he was uh, sponsoring all these products. He owned he like there was the best coke. What? He, I'm not there yet. Yeah, he buys Coca Cola. He owns all these car dealerships through the South. But he's also like a really awkward, weird guy when you get to meet him. Um, with an angry, like he does have a short temple. Liv Housen says, um, Liv Hazen. and like, a, and it's a super racist, <laughs> and he hates black people. Uh, the other thing, I mean, okay, I mean, like, I'm not gonna argue with the historian. The historian is saying, like, he's from Georgia and was born in 1882. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like my our grandparents were right. racist. And, like, probably by... I mean, I think the real argument of the book is he was not exceptionally racist for his his time. (laughs) And that the media was out to get him. And then later, I think he's going to argue that he supported uh, Major League Integration. Is going to... What I think he's going to get into in the 50s. I'm going to read it. It's well written. Uh, but shout out to that, and then I know we got to move on, move on. I do also want to give one more shout out to our listeners in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Cool. Which is uh, by Wampatuck State Park and Duxbury and Quincy, and it's probably folks we know, but I like to imagine it's Aerosmith. I think so it's I'd Eli. Like to welcome our new listeners, Aerosmith, to the podcast. <laughs> Because that's what they're from. All right, Aerosmith. Yeah. Walk this way. Exactly. Big Red Sox fans. Big Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Has Steven Tyler ever thrown out a pitch? Uh, I, fun, I read... Um, I would kill for a still from that. I read Terry Francona's book, and one time Aerosmith, or Steven Tyler was singing the national anthem, I think, and he yeah. asked, and Terry Francona used to chew Red Man, uh, chewing tobacco. And Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler asked him for a dip. And Terry Francona's like, Are you sure? Like, do you chew tobacco? And he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm a rock star. And then so he took a huge dip and then was like puking his guts up through the whole rest of the game. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Anyway, huge Red Sox fan. Yeah. Huge Red Sox fans. Um, we do do book clubs. When I'm done, you said do do. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I'm done with this Ty Cobb book, I want to get Leo Hazen on, and we can ask him these questions, and then we should get fucking Terry Francona on this podcast, and Jose Canseco, and Stephen Tyler all on the same episode. Yeah, it's gonna be a big episode. <laughs> We, we should get write that Jose Canseco and Steven Tyler to box each other. <laughs> Jose Canseco boxes. He'd probably lose again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> watch Steven Tyler uh, whoop Jose Canseco's a... ass. Knock him over with a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is the high-quality podcasting you can expect from us. Uh, we got to move on, but uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Instagram, Dump on the Ump. We have a Facebook page. Follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. All right, Sam, you ready? Yeah. You want to get into it? it Yeah, let's get into it. Take it away. All right. 
the Super Bowl, the first headline is the Super Bowl was super boring. Um, Super Bowl 55 came and went with very little fanfare. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, routed the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9, handing Patrick Mahomes the worst defeat of his professional career. The Chiefs played terribly, uh, failing to score a single touchdown and committing costly penalties on defense, while the Bucs played efficient offense and really good defense to take home an easy win. So the question is, do you think having a female ref on the field made the people who just spend all football games complaining about the refs more or less vocal? Wow. I actually honestly think it was less. Right. And I'm only basing it on some uh, clips I saw of uh, Kansas City, I think he's either a cornerback or a safety, defensive back to Ann Matthew, the honey badger. Sure. Oh, yeah. Who had words with Brady. Who had yeah. words with Brady. Apparently not safe for work words. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that also. Uh, but I, he was getting so frustrated through the whole game about the calls, which in my opinion, they were not bad calls. I, I like... He was getting pissed off because there were a bunch of 50-50 calls that probably might have gone either way, but he was getting pissed. But I could see him kind of holding back a little bit, maybe because there was a lady who asked. That's really, like, I, that was a thought I had while I was watching the game. I would say that maybe, like, I would agree with that in person, but... Like the internet really loves to be horrible about shit like that. Fuck but yeah. also on a more kind of a far more conspiracy theory, speaking of the internet thought, it's like, you know, on a certain level, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL gave the directive of perhaps being a little more rigid in their plate, in their, in their penalty calling because of a female presence on the, on the staff. They don't want to give the appearance of like, not being strong enough or something to the NFL, yeah. you know, or something. I could see, I could see that kind of directive being handed down and then maybe calling it a little tighter. But I mean, I think everybody, when you watch the NFL, like they, even the announcer, you know, everybody says you could kind of call, you can call a penalty on every play pretty yeah. much if yeah. you want to. <clears throat> well, there's also like, as a longtime Patriots fan, there's a whole contingent of NFL fans that like, are unwilling to give Tom Brady any sort of like credit for the work that he does. And their whole thing is that the refs always call in favor of Tom Brady. And so I was like more wondering about those people who were like, oh, the refs gave this game away. I was wondering if they were. But he was getting, I mean, I think they were, that would be impacted by a female. They were going in Tom Brady's direction. I mean, it was basically. The Chiefs kept holding on defense over and over and over again. And it was costing them in the first half. Right. I mean, I guess I think I think Sam to Sam's point, yeah, like everybody's thinks hates Tom Brady and likes rooting against Tom Brady because he's history's greatest American. But like <laughs> I think on a certain level, like Sam's point is also true in the sense that he knows how to take advantage of that. And he knows yeah. how to take advantage of and he you know, like he Throws like he throws interceptions on balls that are 50-50 balls down 
one-on-one situations and you know what I mean, like third down situations. He's smart about when he makes these kind of choices and he makes choices that he knows are more likely to lead to penalties too. I mean, yes. kind of, I mean, he's a smart fucking quarterback. Well, but also you like the, the Chiefs defense sucks. They yeah. like, like yeah, they, they had one, or I guess it was special teams, but like there was a punt where a Chiefs player was lined up in the neutral zone and it was a five-yard penalty that gave them, went from, you know, a fourth down punt to a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And that was the end of the second quarter, too, I right. thought. <laughs> it wasn't, like, it's not even like half. a, yeah. I think the Chiefs totally out, like, just didn't, didn't prepare, right? Yeah. Right. They, they thought they were going to win that game. Also, I mean, I think they talked about that a lot on the broadcast too, but I think the loss of a couple of key offensive linemen. Made the offensive line hurt. I saw a graphic online that was amazing that showed the paths of both quarterback scrambles for the entire game. And Pat Mahomes is like all over the field in every direction. Looks like fucking like a rave essentially. And Tom Brady is like three lines that are just, Straight back, no more than three yards each. Yeah. Well, and that's also I mean, game plan. That that true, but the other thing is, is that Tom Brady does not scramble. What? Like even if you know, even seven. if they were getting to him, his scramble lines wouldn't be all over the field. He, he, just, <laughs> he just gets that. He just start getting rid of. He'll the just ball. throw the ball away. <laughs> yeah, which he did. That was the other thing is that Tampa Bay called the right game. He, uh, I saw a thing. His average. Uh, yards per attempt during the season was a little under nine yards per attempt. And in the Super Bowl, it was a little under six yards per attempt. They had purposefully planned the game for short pass, short pass, short pass. Right. Like, he had very few long balls. Well, I think that the plan of any offense playing against the Chiefs is like spend as much time on the field as possible as the offense. Right, and they had the they had the running to do it. So right. it was yeah, not... Leonard Fournette had a great game. Yeah, oh, great game. Yeah, they had three. Like, I mean, because it was a uh, is it Jones? Jones the, the third. Other... Yeah, and then uh, their even their third back was somebody that was pretty good last year. I feel like like they have they have a they had a pretty I don't know I. You know, of course, after the fact, it's so fucking easy to say it. But kind of afterwards, you look back, you go, oh, yeah, I guess I should have seen that coming, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it was the second time they played each other, which which tends to benefit the defenses. And the Tampa Bay, against the Rams. Tampa Bay's defense had Kansas City's numbers. I mean, I think the offensive line did was a factor, but they fucking just, like, Kansas City didn't score a touchdown. But right. I, yeah, I think I think that was a huge factor. <laughs> and Tyree really Kill really couldn't, you know, couldn't get open deep. Yeah. The, but you know, I, I'm not sure. I think this was maybe before the podcast when they you were talking about how they were talking about how it would be really hard for Mahomes to pass Brady as the greatest of all time now, and how kind right. of ridiculous yeah, of a no, thing like that Tony is Roma to say. Like... But I, you know, and I don't really watch football anymore these days. <clears throat> and I didn't watch any football this season. Um, so I don't really know much about Patrick Mahomes other than like what I read about or hear about on this podcast. But like he, there were a couple plays, like did you guys see, like he was being tackled and he was like horizontal 
and yeah. threw the ball underhand, like really hard, right to this guy. And the only reason it wasn't a touchdown is because the guy dropped the guy dropped the ball, and it was like I was like, that's fucking amazing. That was an amazing like. He's, he's athletic kind of play. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do anything like that shit before. That was ridiculous. You know, no, he's a freak, he's a freak athletically. But I think it also sort of speaks to I think what you were saying earlier before the podcast about his career. His career does there. I bet there's high odds that he is, whether it be like a concussion or some other kind of injury. He's, you know, what I mean, like that kind of his playing style and kind of his raw athletic ability and what he can do kind of is the kind of thing that can get you in trouble in the NFL. Somebody like Tom Brady who does just sit in the pocket and figures out how to pick defenses apart and how to run offenses can last 20 years. But a guy like that's just relying on his athleticism, that's a that's a dangerous precedent in the NFL, if you ask me. Well, and to your point, Sam, about – it was Tony Romo who was talking this nonsense in the, in the booth about, okay, well, now – it's going to be even harder for Pat Mahomes to catch uh, Tom Brady and his seven Super Bowl rings. And, and, they, and he also was like, he's like, he's going to play in a lot more of these. He's going to win a right. lot more of these. And I was like, wow, this is weird. But see, that's what they, like, Aaron Rodgers won his Super Bowl in, like, the second or third year of his career. And they're like, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to win so many Super Bowls, and he hasn't won one since. Uh, Russell Wilson. I love Russell Wilson. Super Bowl, his second year in the NFL. Uh oh, Russell Wilson. Watch out. He's going to win so many. He hasn't won one since. Like, they keep doing this. Russell Wilson is like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes. I I don't think they've got the same game. Yeah, it's the same game. No, they don't have the same game. I don't know if anybody's right. got. I don't know if anybody's got Patrick Mahomes' game. Right. Um, Baker Mayfield is a poor man. Yeah, I would go with that. That would be my comparison. I mean, and, and besides Russell Wilson's, did I? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I, that doesn't. I don't. That doesn't quite draw for me. But I agree with. I can see where it comes from. But yeah, no, I think Drew Baker Mayfield. But it also speaks to the length of, and sort of like what Tom Brady's done. That's kind of weird. Is that he has gone to 10 fucking championships and he's won seven of them like that's <clears throat> i mean what's next who's next on that list in, in the mean, nfl yeah. you know what i mean like what court joe montana i, tom, I mean tom, tom brady, brady has, has every, in, in, in oh NFL, no i'm not saying i'm not but i'm, I'm saying what who's second you know oh, what I mean? second, and how far behind are they so why are we t- talking about how patrick mahomes is like it's already pre you know yeah. it's it's assumed that he's going to win multiple championships it's like i think we're all saying no man, it's a crapshoot, especially being like a move, moving quarterback. Your your career is not. And what's the NFL average NFL career is like two years, three and a half years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that Tom um, Brady has more championship rings than any team, any franchise. Yep. Than any franchise. Yep. Yep. True. Sam, uh, I'm interested in your take on this because what in the first half of that football game. Tom Brady had, I believe, the most efficient half of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. He went like 16 for 19 with two touchdowns and no interceptions. And it's like having, I mean, football machine is too hyperbolic, but it's what it is. It's like 
he didn't do anything amazing. Nothing like, oh, like I didn't, you know, nothing like Pat Mahomes laying out Matrix style, avoiding bullets and <laughs> defying gravity. I, I said to my friend, it's Tom Brady's construct. We're all just avatars in it. <laughs> yeah. But all he does, he just sat back, boom, catch, boom, catch the right. entire time. And, and, and it got me thinking, you know, greatest of all time bullshit. Like, it wasn't his athleticism, it was his consistency, and I don't even know if that's the right damn word. I mean, this goes to what I, or my brother, I don't remember who, I don't, this is a, a terrible quote site because it's kind of vague, but they're, you know, they did some, the concept of like dumb athletes and stuff like that, but they've done, co- you know, cognitive tests on the brains of high level athletes and they make decisions like their decision making skills, the way that their brains function on a really high level in really certain specific areas. And like, I think that's ultimately what somebody that's a super successful athlete though, has to have a lot of. I mean, there has to be a ton of physical gifts, but you have to be really the, your, your decision making functions and your, and your reflexes have to be super high level and Tom yeah. Brady's just kind of yeah he's a, he's a, on a different level it's weird at this point to kind of admit it I kind of hate him but <laughs> well it's also it's like uh you know if you like if we just bring it back to baseball real quick what? if you're like the pitchers who are successful for like 20 years and they like throw 100 miles an hour when they're young Eventually, they start throwing 93, 92 miles an hour. And the ones who are successful make the adjustment to be like... The non-Felix Hernandez's of the world will, like, figure out... Like, they figure out how to win without being overpowering. And that's just kind of... Yeah. Like that's that was the Tom Brady because like he won the MVP. I think he had like two hundred yards passing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, great game. He had just an amazing game. Yeah, he just didn't make mistakes. He didn't make. He didn't make any mistakes. Right. And that was kind of the difference in the game is Bucks didn't make any mistakes and the Chiefs didn't make any not mistakes. Yeah. yeah. I know we got to move on. I just want to say one thing. What are you doing at that NFL Super Bowl party with Robert Kraft, Alex Rodriguez, Shaq, and Aaron Judge? <laughs> was, that, was that a picture from now? That was that was the, that was the Robert Kraft Mar-a-Lago special. I guarantee oh you. <laughs> yeah, that was like, like that was a strip mall parking lot in Jupiter, Florida. That picture that was, was a taken. Strip mall parking lot, in Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> Larissa <laughs> got arrested on his way to it. Tony Larissa didn't make it. He got a DUI. <laughs> I like that picture because somebody's like, Shaq does, still doesn't know who Aaron Judge is. Shaq still doesn't know who Aaron Judge Who the fuck let this guy in? <laughs> He's uh, big. Yeah. He play ball. <laughs> I think at that party, I'm contracting COVID. That's what I'm doing at that party. Yeah, yeah for sure. Super spreader. <laughs> Super Bowl spreader. Yeah, that is the Super Bowl spreader. All right. All right. Let's talk baseball. All right. I'm going to take this one. Yeah. 
2020 NL Cy Young winner and professional internet troll Trevor Bauer signed a record deal with the reigning World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers on Friday for three years, $102 million, making Bauer the highest paid player in Major League Baseball through at least the 2022 season. Bauer's signing was not without some controversy, however, as earlier in the day his Twitter account post posted images of Mets gear with his name on it, misleading some fans into believing that he was going to sign with New York. Bauer later apologized through his Twitter account, saying that the images were not supposed to go live until a decision had been made. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. Question. Do I hate Trevor Bauer? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I uh, Real quick, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that when Thomas just said reigning World Series champions, there were like quotes around that. Oh, yeah, right. If, if there was a World Series, right. the Dodgers might have won it. Because last season doesn't count. None of It didn't happen, which is a bummer if you're from Tampa. You're Tampa Bay. Although maybe that's their penance for the COVID problem. <laughs> um, like, okay, the, uh, lots of folks I follow on Twitter were, like, not happy with this deal between Dodgers and Bauer. And I think it's a good deal for all parties involved. So I, I, I feel like I'm missing out on something here. Like, okay, the rich get richer, but that's the, that's the, the goal. That's yeah. the game. The game is to get as rich as you can, and everybody's doing that. So good fucking for them. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with this. I don't see what the anger is about that deal. Because, yeah, I think it makes sense. Trevor Bauer is probably one of the best pitchers in the game right now. Dodge, well, what, Bauer, what Bauer is doing is leveraging a, a quote-unquote Cy Young season. Right. Quote on that right, season. Right, 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 right. Into $40 million a year from the Dodgers. Yeah, so, we're all just constantly making air quotes right now. Yeah. You can't tell that because they're silent, but everyone is making air quotes all through this segment. I can see them. I have a lot of I have a lot of takes on this. And when this deal happened, I actually called Joel over and over again. He was screening my calls because he didn't want to hear about it. But my take on this, a couple of takes. I thought you were my bill collector. <laughs> I was using my burner phone to call you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't have your contact info, apparently. <laughs> I think that Trevor Bauer took this deal specifically to troll Mike Trout. Because allegedly, Trevor Bauer had a deal, an offer from the New York Mets that was for more money over a longer time frame. And he took less money over a shorter time frame for the deal that would put him in L.A. and make him the number one highest paid player in Major League Baseball over the next two seasons. So it's a, it's a real front-loaded contract. He's making $40 million this coming year, 2021, and then 2022 he's making $42 million, I think, yeah. which puts yeah. him, which makes him the highest paid player in the league per year. And I think that he did that to rub it in Mike Trout's face. That's what I think. Well, I mean, that's dumb of him then because 
he's going to the Dodgers, and he's not going to be the face of the LA. Like, what? How, how many teams could Trevor Bauer get signed by and not be the face of that team? Four or five, uh, I can think of. The I mean, Dodgers, the Yankees, the Padres. Is that it? The Red Sox? No. No, who, who would the face of the Red Sox be? Well, I think that he would be the second best pitcher on that staff after Chris Sale. Um, and I think that, you know, for Red Sox fans, it's probably um, Devers or Bogarts. Sure, but nobody, you know, Red Sox fans. No, marketing-wise, yeah, like, I, I don't think that Trevor Bauer is particularly marketable. Like, I don't think that he becomes, like, the most popular player on any team that he goes to. Because he's kind of he's kind of unlikable. He's like as he's like another Zach Granke, you know. He's like a really good pitcher, but nobody likes him, and he's not marketable as a human being. Yeah, but he's a heel. Like that's his whole deal. Like he either needs he to go to Joey Votto route. Just dig in. I think he kind of does, honestly. So is Joey Votto a, a heel? Do people not like Joey Votto? Wait, he, play, he plays that role kind of famously as yeah. sort of like in a WWF style. He kind of like does yeah. weird things with the audience and kind of does like with the crowd. And he's sort of like, he he thinks that that's funny. He likes the WWF and he talks about it. Yeah. And I think Bauer kind of does the same thing. He's like, he is trolling people. He thinks it's funny to kind of be the anti-hero and, and I'm going to walk around and I wasn't air quoting there. I was doing like a weird shimmy with my shoulders. You're just peacocking around. <laughs> yeah, I'm just walking around in my basement here. These guys can see it, but you can't. Poor, <laughs> poor listener, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, I don't know. I think I think Trevor Bauer is kind of an ass, and I think that he kind He's of pulls it up. So do I hate Trevor Bauer? Maybe, but I think only because he wants me to. So in that sense, I kind of see where Sam's coming from. Like, maybe he is actually trolling Mike Trout. He probably is on a certain level. Like, he's like, fuck you. I'm going to be the best base play pay- player in the game, you know. And, and I'm in L.A. Let's go. But Mookie Betts is on the same team, bro. Mookie Betts is on the same team. Like, I don't think like, that you know, Trevor Bauer... I don't think that Trevor Bauer is interested in being a media darling, though. Like, he's a YouTube uh, sensation, you know? He's not a ESPN sensation. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes more to his anti-hero status of, in that way. Like, he, can, he doesn't have to play that on national TV because his team has Mookie Betts that they can go, Hey, Mookie, will you go do a fucking promo for MLB right now and he's like no problem because he's like a nice person and, uh, <laughs> and Trevor Bauer's like I didn't need to hear and yell at people on the internet <laughs> right play Call of Duty and call people noobs exactly rich. he's uh, like he's crashing thing. GameStop stop stop yeah. stop <laughs> Game, stop, stop, stop 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 GameStop stop <laughs> here's GameStop, the thing about Bauer okay so like Good for Bauer. He's getting fucking paid. And even yeah. if I don't like him personally, baseball players need to get fucking paid right now. And he's got a strategy to get paid. That's a strong Salaries are depressed. Payrolls are depressed. People should be making 40 to $43 million a year. Oh, you're saying so you're saying that they should make more money because everybody should make more money. I'm a union man, Thomas. Yeah. Everyone should be making more money. 
<laughs> you shouldn't be mad at me for making more this much money. You should be mad at your everybody else for not making as much money as he's me. raising value of other players, which is a good thing. But that's also like that's not a skill set that we have anything to do with, so it doesn't do anything for us. Well, but that he well no no not us it does for um, <laughs> but when who's the who's the the third string pitcher third string you know the Phelan what was his name the guy who just went to the Yankees what was that guy making Phelan from the Pirates oh Taylon yeah Jameson Taylon Pittsburgh Pirates have like a total team salary of like twenty twenty dollars <laughs> yeah and he's making like eleven. Exactly. And he doesn't even play. They're paying him 11. I think they're still playing Chris Archer like a dollar or two. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. The other thing, though. Chris Archer went back to the Rays. Right, right. Okay, we got to end the episode. But the Rays, the the Rays, like, you know, the whole trade of paperclip scam? Somehow the Rays. Traded Chris Archer to the Pirates, got two pitchers back, and then got Chris Archer back. The Pirates just gave Rays two pitchers. The, uh, the Mariners did that to the Red Sox. For like Rowenis Elias, we found out like a couple of serviceable relievers or something like that. And then everybody that we sent to the Red Sox either like. Oh, yeah, like, one of them, like, failed a steroid test and then got dropped from the Red Sox minor league system, and we picked them back up off waivers. So we got that was the back. Yankees. Was it the Yankees? Yeah. Oh, you I thought it was the Red Sox. <clears throat> You're, uh, what was that catch? It was a catcher. No, that's Jesus Montero. Yeah, that guy. That was years ago. No, I'm talking about Rowena Elias went to the Red Sox for, like, and, like, Carson Smith or something like that, too. Like, we, we gave you, like, some weird package and got some people back. And then we ended up getting, I don't know, Mariners have a weird trading. We always end up getting people back. I mean, it's all on, like, <laughs> completely non-impact level players. But. I, uh, so here, here, here's my last hot take on Bauer, and then I'll shut up. Do you think he's going to care that he's, like, the number three starter on the staff? Is he? No. After, I put him after Koshaw and Burley. I don't think that he cares about any Pure. of that. Sorry. Yeah, you don't? No. I don't think he cares about anything, and I don't think he views himself as the number three starter on that stuff. I don't think that he cares about anything other than his YouTube channel and his Twitter persona. He's very competitive. I guess. And I would I would venture to say that he probably works pretty hard at his baseball skills. So I'd imagine that he takes he's pretty competitive about it. I would say that he probably thinks he is the number one on that stuff. David Price is on that. Probably now. is. David Price sucks, and Walker Bueller is inconsistent, and Clayton Kershaw's over the hill. Yeah. That's what he's telling himself. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what he's telling himself. <laughs> and and when and I mean and when and Tony Gonzalez's a weird cat lady. Yeah, and fucking Julio Urias is like <laughs> not quite there yet. You know what I mean? And I don't even think he's got the stuff to get there personally. No, I I, I mean I don't. Dodgers are really working hard to, to they they don't have to live with just an asterisk World Series. Yeah. Yeah. But fuck it, I like it when players I don't really give a shit about go to teams that I don't really give a shit about. So. No, you don't like the Dodgers, then. I don't actively dislike the Dodgers. No. 
Not, I mean, they're not like the Yankees. Right. Yeah. He should have gone to the Yankees. Then we could just hate. Then just be hate, 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 hate. He should have come to the Mariners. No, you don't want Trevor Bauer on your team. Really. I'll take Trevor Bauer on our team. Yeah. I mean, he's good at baseball. A three-year contract with us would be perfect. Would you pay him $40 million? Yeah, well, I think that the Mariners should have done that. I think that that would be a really good move for them because they're supposed to be competing right now. I'm not sure that he's a good... You know, I feel like Trevor Bauer might be the same as... What's his name for the Nets? Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving. No, James Harden. No, Kyrie Irving. Or, yeah, or or Harden. (laughs) Both of those guys. Everybody... Just the Nets. <laughs> Just the Nets. <laughs> Wait, what's your point, though? My point is is that Kyrie Irving played for the Celtics, and on paper he's the number one point guard in the NBA, but the Celtics were better after he left, and they were better when he was hurt for the entire season. Yeah. Did the Cavaliers win their world championship when he was out? No, with him. No, they, he was, but that was LeBron James. Yeah, right, obviously. Also, the other thing that Trevor Bauer needs to understand is that LeBron James is in L.A. And it doesn't matter what the Dodgers or the Angels do. Yeah, it's, it does. It's a LeBron James town. Or the Rams. <laughs> or the San Diego Chargers? What? Like, it's a LeBron James town, man. Where do the Raiders play now? I don't know. San Jose, probably. Cellulose Field. Boise. <laughs> Blue Ass Stadium. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. We talked about how, okay, how many Cy Youngs are on the pitching staff of the Dodgers now? Wait, David Price is there now, too? David Price is there. Uh, Kershaw and Bauer. That's at least four, right? Bowers won two. One, one. I think he's only one to one. Or with asterisk. And, I, right. I am Air quotes. Asterisk than you guys. Wasn't Wait, a real season. What? It wasn't a it real wasn't season. A Everybody played the same season. That's not true. Except for the St. Louis Cardinals. Everybody <laughs> played for every other Cy Young winner in the history of baseball. <laughs> Every single team that lost games to the COVID-19 protocols made them up with seven-inning doubleheaders. They didn't which play the same Which they're going to again. Which they're going to again in 2021. <sighs> Not a real season. Wasn't Ooh. a real season. Wasn't a real World Series. Ooh, if they get to 162 games, I'm calling it a regular season, even if even if some of them are seven-inning. No, Tom, if you went on last week, St. Louis Cardinals are going to win the NL Central at 62 and 59. <laughs> oh, I saw that somewhere, and I was very confused. <laughs> it's like half of those games are going to be seven-inning games. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be okay because they're all, like, 45 years old, but they're going to get all these days off, so they're gonna be their legs are going to be rested when they get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, shit, Nolan or Arenado. And yep, Arenado. Paul uh, Goldschmidt. Watch out for the fucking Cardinals. And, and they just, Yadi, Yadi Molina signed another one-year deal with them. I'm so sick of having to think about the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, man. And Central Champs. <laughs> and Central Champs. 